You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. This is our week three recap. The week three recap where we're only really going to talk about one thing, and that's... Stop singing. LSU beat Auburn. And then Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron made an impassioned speech. Captured. He did a cuss. He did a cuss. <gasps> Scandalous! Can you believe it? Can you believe a coach, which is basically a teacher, which is basically a parent, did a cuss. That's basically a member of the ministry mm-hmm. there. Louisiana, that's Father Ogeron. How dare he? Basically an apostle. Did a cuss. A man named Ed. Who if he were uh, who if he were an apostle, he'd be shouting Thomas. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we're off to we're off to a banger of a start. The Internet's only college football podcast welcomes you to a 90-minute discussion of Ed Ogeron cussing and everything else that happened in week three. Hey, Jason Kurt, you feel passionately about this, don't you? Fuck them! <laughs> That's the entire text. Actually, I'm sorry. I left out a line. Now, this is video that's being streamed, by the way, on a phone from the locker room. Player like seated directly in front of coach O. Yeah. Holding holding perfectly still under the pretense, I guess the logic that Ed Orgeron is a T-Rex and if you don't move, he won't know you're recording him. Sure. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and in doing so, capturing some excited back and forth going on between the players and the coach. And one of the players goes, yeah, fuck him. Not in that voice. No, no. He's not not a 30s gangster. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't have a Bowery accent. They told you. Fuck those wise guys. Yeah. So one of them yells out, fuck him. And then in in response, Ed Ogeron says, yeah, fuck him. There's an extended. T-Rex cheer after that. And then that's it. That's the entire speech. Most most impactful football speech of the but year. But we agree that the them is unclear, right? It, it, when, the, when there it is no reference. Out, There's no clear reference to that. It, it was AL.com, I believe, was sort of interpreting it as like, fuck Auburn, which, you know, granted, lots of people feel like saying fuck Auburn from time to time. Um, but including Including Auburn... 
bad. But we don't. But we don't. But we don't. I'm, I'm just saying we don't know that. So it's possible. That was the initial interpretation. But people who were actually in the locker room indicated it was more about you know uh, the very sick lib media hater doubters who fake news. Um, you know, pointed out LSU was not incredible last year and might not be incredible this year. But guys, we all know he was talking about Louisiana Fish and Wildlife Department or Air Marshal. Fuck them. Maybe, maybe <laughs> this was a, a conversation about how uh, wages have not risen with the rest of the economy and how income inequality is real in this country because bank, big banks and financial institutions control our government. Yeah, fuck them. Some head coaches barely make more than their defensive coordinators. I think it was. Pro- I think it was probably more about not being able to stage egret fights. Mm-hmm. That great, the great Southern Louisiana tradition of egret versus heron, <laughs> two of the lankiest birds in all the swamp. They, they both look like ducks. So duck them, duck them. <laughs> what do you mean I can't hunt with pepper spray? It's from the earth. <laughs> it's from the earth. It make a it make a deer mad, and then you fight That's it. That's how you kill it and season it at the same time. <laughs> how else are you gonna get the spice in? <laughs> you gotta start the brine early. <laughs> I love low and slow, just like LSU's quarterback. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Slow and slow. You got to hit it for, I don't know, wait till it's about 48%. That takes about 60 minutes to do choose quarterbacks. I'm so baffled by this game because not only, of course, like the least baffling thing to me is cell phone footage of Ed Ogeron, like cussing. That's the thing that makes the most sense to me. The thing that makes the least sense to me is that LSU has a quarterback who's going to put up like a like a legendary college batting average for his <laughs> like oh man joe burrow hit 480 and you know every single one of those passes is a knife like joe burrow joe burrow only makes big hits there's no there's no second singles or, or, or third singles on the joe burrow album okay banger or trash it's either hit or miss there's nothing in between throwback and sometimes literally, but I mean, go back and look at like Joe Namath's completion percentage. You know what I mean? Go back and look at, like, look at some 1960s completion percentages. Joe Burrow would rank like 19th in the country back then. He would have been awesome. It's sweet of you to stand up for your son. Listen, I won't, sta- I won't stand for, for this slander. Uh, anyone out there who has anything to say about um, my, Ohio, uh, my Ohio, Louisiana son, I have one thing to say. Fuck them! I do, I do, I do think though that we we shouldn't be insensitive to those who um who think that speech was inappropriate, and so I wanted to offer up an alternative. Um, oh, fuck them too. Okay, now now, Ryan Ryan is our sensitivity representative. Oh, mom's here. Okay. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I just wanted. I pulled a speech from uh, Hollywood lore, and that, and I've Coach owed it a little bit, but I just want to read it for y'all in his voice, if that's okay. Listen up, ladies and gentlemen. Our fugitive has been on the run for ninety minutes. Average foot speed over uneven ground, barring injuries, is four miles an hour. That gives us a radius of six miles. What I want out of each and every one of you is a hard target search of every yacht. Canoe, catamaran, fishing boat, airboat, ski boat, and glass bottom boat in that area. Checkpoints go up at 15 miles. Your fugitive's name is Dr. Gus Malzahn. Go Tigers! They got him. <laughs> yeah, nailed him. Nailed him. Got his ass. I th- By the way, you didn't say P-Rogue. That's the only, <laughs> that's the only, critique, the only critique I have in there, and that the list of boats of P-Rogue. I'm not listening anywhere. Sorry. Well, that, that goes without saying. <laughs> that ain't a boat. That's a lifestyle. I like that when I start doing Coach O long enough, I start to just sound like Mitch Hedberg with, like, severe laryngitis. Yeah. Um, can I give you another, like, amazing stat about, about LSU? It's just absolutely amazing, okay? They beat Miami and they beat Auburn, okay? They're 3-0. and uh, at this point, LSU currently 70. This is via David Hale of ESPN. 
77th in points per drive, 98th in the nation in touchdowns per drive, 91st in possible yards gained by percentage, 103rd in yards per play, 128th in completion percentage, and 102nd in yards per rush. Y'all, your punter's not that good. This, <laughs> this year's team that, uh, that where math is officially for losers – this is this is the article about like this guy lives on four hundred dollars a month and is still saving for retirement. And you're like, what the fuck? Oh, oh, he eats his he eats old socks. Okay, yeah, I guess if you're willing to make a lot of sacrifices, you can do that. I don't know how familiar you are with Louisiana public education, but I'm pretty sure it's official government policy that math is for losers. I'm pretty sure uh, LSU is being outgained on the year against FBS opponents. Uh, the math is close. I'm not going to look closely enough to figure out whether it is true. I'm just going to say it's true. They, I believe they, uh, you. I trust you. Thank you. You seem confident. I, you know what? You're more accurate than ESPN.com. That's for damn sure. I'm more accurate than Joe Burrow. <laughs> Don't say that about your boy. Hey, your listen. sweet, medium-sized adult son. Listen. You have a catch. <laughs> you know the family tradition? The scatter gun. <laughs> son i'm gonna teach you how to play by you uh, showing you contra all right just sort of spray it everywhere backyard football games generally take about three hours all bombs i think like the florida quarterback is like the swirly gun yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. where you're just like god i gotta get off this give me some anything gun. else please like, I'm, I'm just gonna die so i restart with the normal gun no, the Florida quarterback to make a more contemporary video game reference. It's the tree branch in Breath of the Wild, like when you're completely out of <laughs> right. weapons and they're like, "Want to pick up a stick and start whomping people?" Maybe it'll it's, work. Hey, you could light it on fire. That's fun. Hey, are we talking about video games? Because I have something I want to ask. Yeah, this is quite the diversion, and I fully, fully endorse Please. it. We've we've talked about the only game Spencer wants to talk about. So, okay. So, being behind on everything, I have just completed Super Mario Odyssey mm-hmm. for the, the Switch. At what point is Mario going to realize that Peach just keeps happen to be getting kidnapped by this gigantic buff thing? Like, and then acting kind of surprised when he shows up? So, you're saying Mario's a cuck? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, big one. 100%. Also, in this one, he shows up to her wedding to Bowser dressed for a wedding himself. That is mad problematic. Mario, take a hint. Also, he's wearing white to her wedding. Yes, thank you. Also, at the, at not in like a Louisiana way like Bowser's doing it. Like Bowser looks like he owns a funeral home. <laughs> but and, but in a Louisiana way. Yeah, but in a real, <laughs> in a real like, glossy way. And Mario looks like a cater waiter who wore the wrong outfit combo. He looks like Tom Hanks in Big at the at the fancy office party. He kind of reader. He acts like Tom Hanks in Big. Also, at the very end of this, after frankly some pretty erotic overtones between uh, Mario and Bowser, I, I feel like this is going to end with Mario and Peach fighting over the affections of Bowser. But we'll never know because. At the very end of the game, after Mario saves both Bowser and Peach from a collapsing thing on the moon, Peach leaves both of their asses on the moon and takes off with uh, this supporting character's girlfriend on a world tour. And doesn't doesn't he also inhabit Bowser's body at some point during yes, this? He, he, yes, that's, <laughs> that's the eroticism. Yeah. Yeah. Mario goes deep inside Bowser's body. Bowser scoops up Peach and she looks at him and goes, Mario, you're like yeah, right. yeah, girl. Right. <laughs> best of best of both worlds. I honestly, they needed that. That's the only way the three of them can ever, ever, ever live in harmony. But anyway, Mario, take a hint, dude. Imagine the fanfic oh, that is out there that you stopped just short of. Like, oh man, no, I'm not going to Google this. I'm going to. Well, the other side of this is you know, Toad. All Mario has to do is like hesitate, and Toad is on. Toad is down. Toad is always just like, hey, you need anything? You need a back rub? You know, we're just friends, but who knows? I have been deeply upset with all things Toad ever since Spencer 
uh, reacting to the news that that is not Toad's hat, that is his yeah. head, and describing everything above Toad's neck as hat meat. <laughs> it is. It's just. It's just that here's here's Toad's body parts. It's incredibly okay? upsetting. Uh, here's Toad's body parts: uh, pantaloons, tiny torso, yeah. and hat meat. There's a little face in between. Otherwise, it's just all. It's hat all meat. muscle. That's. <laughs> To do what? He's strong. It's Mario 2. Look it up. Mario 2. He's the strong one. That's a fever dream for a reason. Yeah. yeah he, he th- <laughs> they're throwing turnips around. That shit's not right. Come on. Uh, a friend of mine, when I was explaining my, my upsetness with Toad, said, I can make it worse in one image. And I said, okay, because I think I was distracted or something. And he sent me a what I'm hoping is a fan art JPEG. Like I hope, but someone put a lot of time into this. Uh, like it, it looks professionally done uh, of Toad in a kind of a bestriding the world pose, wearing a pair of men's tidy whitey underwear briefs, and has long hairy human legs. The <laughs> worst. <laughs> it's deeply and I suggest that we release it with the episode. That might have been that might have been the one I mean, I don't know if it's the exact same one, but one of our Polygon colleagues for a, like a long time was trying to get Nintendo to retweet a picture he had made of Toad wearing an adult diaper and I think having hum, oh, human no, it's, oh, yeah, wait, no, it's that, that one. Yeah, it's that yeah, one. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a poly that's a polygon original and I think there's like twelve YouTube episodes about the quest to get Nintendo to retweet it. <laughs> Oh, I am so glad to know the origins of this because every month or so I will send it back to our group text just to upset everyone and it works every time. Yeah. I mean, but to, to review, if you find your girl on a yacht, like literally on a yacht with, with a huge dude in a really, really, really outlandish suit. And she doesn't smile when she sees you. She just goes, oh, Mario. Didn't expect to see you here. Buddy. So is 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 she Jennifer Lopez? Bowser is Diddy, and Mario is Ben Affleck. Wait, mm. I thought we were going. For, I thought you were about to do the wedding planner, and that took a swerve. I think it's she's. I think it's Mario is Jennifer Lopez. Bowser is Matthew McConaughey, and Peach is Bridget Wilson Sampras. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think if Peach is J-Lo, then Wario is definitely definitely her Alex Rodriguez. Who is the hat? Wow. Dang. Kevin Pollock? (laughs) Damn. I was going to say the hat is herpes, but you made it worse. (laughs) Did did she? Did she? I don't know. Um, Yeah, so that's obviously the second most important topic. Oh, that is a diaper. Okay. See who yeah, says we don't fun. we don't plug other Vox Media content. Yeah, this is terrific. Uh, anyway, there I am being two years late to a video game, only to discover Mario's a cuck. Sorry, That's everybody. Cool. He he kind of always has been, right? Like yeah. He, and, and even at the very beginning, it, it's like you know he just keeps running into her friends or like oh yeah she's not here. Uh, maybe go to a whole different castle. Yeah, no, you just missed. Dang. Oh, but uh, do you know which one she's in? No, nah, man, you should probably just check them all. I guess she's in another castle. I, or, or this is like how they get him to do shit for them. Yeah, we got we got a nasty turtle infestation. She said, if you clean that up, she might call you. <laughs> she might like <laughs> look at you, and that's the whole end now, of the story. Now I know why Luigi is always so gusted. At his brother, like the, the look no, of contempt. No, no, Luigi. Okay, Luigi in Mario Odyssey has become that girl from high school who wants to sell you pyramid scheme lip gloss. Yeah. Just hanging around with his fucking balloon scheme. Yeah. No. Do you want a balloon? Huh? No. Get a job, Luigi. Buy two. Give your friend one. Get. Get your own balloon truck. I get a bonus. Luigi's unlicensed balloon truck. Okay, can I yank this back on the truck? Please, yeah, yeah. All right. That was um, a Mario Kart reference by Ryan just now. Yeah, inadvertently. Yeah. Um, so obviously our preview episode, I think, came out after the Wake Forest Boston College game. Is that right? Right. Probably did. For, for, for most people. Again, for once, not our fault. Miraculously. Uh, in this game, which 
great job, Boston College. You are now maybe the fourth best team in the ACC. Crazy as that sounds. Um, Wake Forest had 298 rushing yards. Do either of you know how many rushing yards Florida State has all season, including this last loss to Syracuse? 19. 34. I'm going to go 58. 290. They are eight behind Wake Forest in a single game. That Wake Forest lost. (laughs) That Wake Forest lost, but lost valiantly and looked a hell of a lot better than Florida State has in any of its games so far. Oh my God, Florida State. What? And I say this, I say this as somebody who's been a Florida fan for the entirety of this podcast. What happened? What? Where where are you? What is? What? Why? I have a theory. I do. And it's an actual serious theory. Yeah. Right? On on why they look so bad. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because Florida uh, high schoolers have been learning how to play offensive line from online-only colleges that aren't real. You know, that's part of it, probably. We're keeping it very real. But that goes for our our physicians, too. So that's fine. Um, In practicing medicine, not playing offensive line. Or both. But here's my theory as to what's happening. Okay? And it's... It's not without precedent, okay? What kind of an organization did Jimbo Fisher infamously run at Florida State? It was an organization that was so tight-assed and so control-freaky that people really had no latitude to act or to take initiative. They were told precisely what to do at every single point, and that went down to his coaches. Like, if you notice, uh, that Jimbo coaching tree out of Florida State Uh, Most of the people had very short stays because they didn't get to really sort of branch out and do their job the way they wanted to. It was very top down. And that went for players too. There wasn't a lot of latitude. There weren't a lot of reads. There weren't, uh, there wasn't a lot of initiative on the field. Everybody was told precisely what to do at every single moment. You feeling me on this? You picking this up? Mm -hmm. Okay. So Willie. I was thinking about hat meat. Okay. Everybody was told exactly what to do with their hat meat under Jimbo Fisher. Okay. You did it. You brought it back up. We were we were long past that. Remember, Jimbo Fisher does dream of owning his own jerky business. So hat meat jerky. Could use a lot more hat meat. Jim- oh man, that documentary Jimbo dreams of jerky. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. Amazing. The poor person who has to write subtitles for that in any language. Oh God. So. The transition to Willie Taggart. You'll notice that every single thought Willie Taggart has had, there's been a year which I have referred to in the past as Demo Day. Going to take out some walls. Clean out, clean out Grandma's Garage Day. Yeah, yeah. We're going to find some flat cats in this this hoarder's house, right? Going to burn some stuff if we have to. We're gonna we're gonna look as bad as we have to look so that we'll look better later on. And I didn't think it would be this bad. But the lurch in transition from Florida State under Jimbo Fisher, where, again, I think, taking it off, boss, go to the bathroom, boss, might have been an actual term, right? Like, just shy of being institutionalized. That's how strict and that's how precise and that's how nitpicky everything was under Jimbo Fisher. Switching to something like Willie Taggart, where, you know, the players on this offense, the idea was that they were going to have, like, uh, what was the phrase? Something simplicity, right? Like savage simplicity. Le- something le- lethal. Lethal simplicity. Hashtag do something. We didn't say what it was. Right. That given this and given like this kind of lethal simplicity where people might have to make some reads and some choices and might have to sort of take more initiative in terms of the play as it unfolds on the field and doing things differently after being told precisely how to do them for a while. Um, that's going to be a serious cultural shift. And that, that if you want to know why an offense looks that bad and looks that out of sorts, that explains it to, that explains it to me better than anything because what they're doing isn't that complex, right? It's not. That was the idea. And what they're getting is, what they're getting looks like they're, what they're getting looks like they're trying uh, something 
beyond complex. And that's not what they're doing. It's just they're not executing it because it's going to take a while to figure that out. Is that, that a sort of coherent notion of, uh, a compelling notion of what one of the huge differences here is? Bizarrely, yes. I, are you okay? Oh, I'm just taking a massive beverage. No, I just, I just didn't expect you to sort of like, okay, yeah, I have no, I don't know. Jason, do you take any issue with that assessment? That's uh, deeply incorrect. Flawed from the beginning. Um, I've, I have 17 things that were incorrect. No, that, I mean, that's, I think that's the uh, overall theme. And then Count, counterpoint, Florida State doesn't want it enough. Yeah, I think, I think it all comes <laughs> down to momentum and motivation and integrity. Yeah, I think I think you look at some awkward personnel fits. Um, DeAndre Francois, you know, not super into this offense. Not exactly, you know, the, the first choice for this offense. Uh, and that's compounded by they're on like their ninth string offensive line, I think, roughly. Or at least it looks like it. Yeah, yeah by the way, if you want to like look at it, you go, man, what's wrong with my team? If you're one of these people who's wondering what's wrong with your team. I know what's wrong with your team without even looking at them. It's probably the offensive line. All right, let me let me turn on you in this way. Who do you feel better? Who do you think will be have their shit more together? Not necessarily be winning more, or whatever, but who will like have be starting to figure shit out more by the end of the year? USC or Florida State? I think USC. I think the crickets there were very. <laughs> The crickets were appropriate, but if I had to say who's going to look better at the end of the year... USC will get to play UCLA, so that's going to help. That's going to... If she gets to play Florida. Oh. Yeah, there, there's a difference there, because playing Florida is like... That's, again, back to Mario Kart. That's like you and your opponent both hit the, the, the mud pit at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Whereas UCLA, that's just... You know... Okay, speaking of Mario, I've, I've managed to track this down. The image that I'm thinking of is actually fan art created in response to the Polygon mm-hmm. show. Uh, it's a good thing that podcasting is a visual medium so that everyone will know immediately what I'm talking about. But this is fan art created by Marcos Krislov. The important thing is that everybody's uh, had multiple occasions at this point to think about Toad with human legs and... Um, really? Long, human Long hairy human legs and so, e, e, some some sort of human undergarment. For for what I don't know because I don't exactly know why Toad would have um, an ass or external genitals, but that's a whole separate question. Why would why wouldn't Toad? Well, I for the record, I tried to get us back on track. I did. I did my best. Spencer talked about football. And then Holly I mean, I just assume Toad Toad reproduces via spores. Right. So why would he have but... external genitals? So he can poop spores. So to make to make more toads, Where which makes spore, does he exude the spores from his pores, or is that why they're called spores? Yeah, it's like s'mores. It's like when you're when you're camping, you make s'mores. It's the same. That's how you make spores too. Give me Ryan, give me some more spores. English. Okay, just making yeah, sure. I don't know anything. Because I knew Jason's was. I just wanted to make sure that we were uh, showing proud for the state. Oh study. yeah, we don't know. Nobody on this podcast knows anything. No, we got we got a lot of hours of uh, English classes being put toward this problem. We're gonna get this thing figured out. Yeah, we're gonna make we're gonna make this thing so post structuralist it'll have your head spin. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, speaking of post structuralism. Oklahoma State. Yeah, I want to talk about Oklahoma State. They beat the crap out of Boise State. And we made a lot of Madame Bovary jokes while they were doing it. I yeah. wish I was joking. Yeah, no. A lot of Madame Bovary jokes. Taking them around in the carriage. That's yeah, it was a beaten. That was that was not that was one of my surprises this weekend was I thought Boise would hang a lot longer and they had Brett Rippon's head spinning. He did not he still had a pretty productive day, but they didn't run for anything on Oklahoma State. Beat the tar out of them up front. I know Boise still got yardage, but they paid for it. They took a hammering in this game. The the uh, the murder Smurfs downgraded to like third degree breaking and entering Smurfs. <laughs> Conspiracy Smurfs. <laughs> Intent to distribute Smurfs. Yeah, just, well, we're going to beat that. <laughs> it's a minor charge. <laughs> 
These Smurfs are skating, boys. Male fraud Smurfs. Male fraud Smurfs. Male fraud serious. How dare you? Yeah, how dare you? That's a, those are federal charges. Um. Yeah, how do you think they ended up in Idaho? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Work with me. I'm with you, yeah. Remember uh, but yeah, that was one of my big surprises. Um, I was not surprised that TCU hung with Ohio State as long as they did. Like, I think that's actually one of the, I mean, it's what I wrote in the top whatever, that the most, the best compliment I can pay to Ohio State is that they made, that they not all, they, they, they dealt with TCU on their own terms and came out ahead, right? And decided, and managed to change the dynamic of a game that started out with everything pretty much going TCU's way, right? Started fast, scored fast, got a couple of big strikes, had the longest run in TCU history for a, for a TD, to take a 14-13 lead in the second quarter. But right? they, fuck, they um, fucked up that trick play on the kickoff. They did. They Man, this was like a weekend of fantastic trick plays, if you're into that, including the greatest one, uh, which uh, approximately two Arkansas fans do not want me to talk about. So we're talking about it later. But Fuck them. Podcast, fuck them. This podcast hits Arkansas in seven months. They can complain to me about it then. Really? They won't. Okay. Yeah. They'll be like, Chad, we won four games. Chad's got us on the right track. The Chad. I like Chad. I like Chad too. I don't like Arkansas fans who suggest that they should be instantly good. Yeah, because, you know, taking a team that Brett Bielema crafted and turning them into a... Well, to, to be fair, there is a difference between... There is a, a gulf between instantly good and... Lost at home to North Texas by almost 30 points. North Texas is good. North though. Texas is good. Again, there are many spots in between those are two they, things. Are they that good, though? I mean, they fucking shelled Arkansas, and we're not going to focus on this game that much. Spencer is right. It had one of the best trick plays you could find. Holly is right. Podcasting is not a visual medium. Therefore, go read Alex Kirshner's... Uh, piece on outstanding. outstanding piece on the craziest fake return well, not even fake trick return you'll you, i have seen in my life uh, he talked to both the returner and the special teams coach at uh north texas explained how they did it what the hell they were thinking the terror that lived in the returner's heart which was real just go read that yes. can we appreciate for the moment before we gloss past yeah. this of the fortitude it takes to just stand there mm-hmm notoriously the most violent play in a football game to just stand there and not betray a twitch of emotion with what's especially when and this is from alex's piece when uh one of the uh one of the arkansas players looks at him looks up at the scoreboard at at the jumbotron it's like why didn't they blow the whistle it's like oh shit they made me (laughs) (laughs) covers blown gotta go Man, that's so well scripted. That's like in every single like heist movie when somebody goes, "Hey, that's <laughs> right." Like that. Hey, that's, the cameras that's... aren't supposed to do that. It's straight from the script, right? Right. Like, hey, why is blood dripping from the ceiling? <laughs> I love too that like football has characters getting tired and they like peel off their jackets. Hey, did you guys jacket. just transfer in from uh, the other precinct over or what? We didn't order a kickoff return. Oh! <laughs> I enjoyed too. If you read the piece, there's a great moment where after like the caper, after the the jig is up and the caper has been exposed, but it's too late, right? They're running down the field. They're like, yeah, at that point it was just block a wall. And I'm like, there's some <laughs> North Texas offensive lineman, right? Who's going to go on to, um, I don't know, let's pick a, like a, a Texas career. He's going to sell a bunch of big ass fans, right? He's just going to sell a bunch of gigantic. Big Dave's big ass fan emporium. Well, hey, it's a brand, right? Yep. The big ass fan. Right off 30. Yeah, uh, it is. Right off 30. You can get there in the great Texas, get you a big ass fan. Um, that he, This guy's going to sell big ass fans later in life. And he's going to be like, hey, let me tell you about this one time when we were playing Arkansas, y'all. Glory day. <laughs> Oh man, did you make like a really nice block? He's like, no, we did something. Really but he's, but up. he's, he's gonna save the story for whenever an Arkansas customer comes in. Hey man, you uh, you like the pigs? Okay, I got a story to tell you. Hey, let let me show you this cool trick we did against you guys. All right, stand still. 
perfect. Yep, that's exactly how it went. This big ass fan here, it can't move. Guess what? <laughs> the, that's uh, wild. Brett Bielema left and they got slower. <laughs> well, no, no, don't don't you see his mission was clearly complete. He made college football slower. And uh, uh, wait a second, mm-hmm. I was about to say he made college football slower and therefore safer, but how up at night mad was Bielema last night seeing a slow and unsafe thing happening on the field? Oh, man. The game was slower and demonstrably more perilous. It's fine. Now he's like a teaching assistant watching the Patriots lose to the Jags. Life life is full of curveballs. Uh, yeah, do you think Bielema was watching that with like Belichick? And Belichick's like, what is this shit? Oh, my Christ. Imagine Bielema at a Sox game. <laughs> <laughs> just somebody throws pizza at him and he just nabs it out of the air like a fish leaping at him. <laughs> the pizza! <laughs> it just springs like 25 feet in the air and then yeah. dives back into the water. It's like a buzzsaw and just pepperoni dust blows back in the <laughs> Like I spent, I spent $128 on pizza. I just keep going to this guy. It's amazing. Uh, the uh, the the going back to Ohio State, like going back to that trick play. That's the one where Cavante, I believe it, it was Cavante Turpin throwing across the field, yes. right? Well, across and up, significantly up. Turpin is a verb. Yes, uh, they threw across the field, and this was I've seen this before. The last time I saw it, I believe it was Kansas tried it. Uh, that was before Kansas became a legendary juggernaut with back to back wins, bitch. Back to back wins. We'll get there. We'll get there too. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that was the last time I saw it where somebody actually lays down in the end zone to blend in with the turf, to blend in with the color. Michigan State did it. I used to call it the Surly Hillix defense. Yeah. (laughs) They're just lying in wait. Um, Unfortunately, they threw a forward pass. This was the second forward pass that I saw this weekend. It was the only one that was called because I believe Houston. Yes. Against Texas Tech, through uh, two passes on one play, and it did all. Because they're innovators mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, they threw two forward passes, and let me tell you, uh, having seen it happen, if we legalized two forward passes, football would get crazy awesome. <laughs> it would get so much better. It's a really fun sport to watch sometimes. It would become insanely good if we legalized this. Because it happened and the defense looked like it had had a seizure. Just, what? As they should, because it's seriously illegal. It's like one of the big no-nos. You can't do that. And they just chucked it up there. And it worked. It's fine. Um, we have gone a very long time without talking about the fact that the number six team in the nation played a uh, non-Power 5 team at home and lost. Just haven't talked about it. Hmm. Yeah, that happened. Who could the biggest upset of the year so far by the point spreads? And we and we just like it was it was it was almost like too clean of an upset. It was like, yeah, BYU BYU didn't have any turnovers. Yeah. Uh BYU did good things on special teams and Wisconsin didn't. Um, BYU too clean, you say. So, so mm. my favorite BYU. You uncomfortable, you say. BYU had um, one very impressive pass on the day. That was a trick play that did not come out of the quarterback's hand. Um, do you know who the quarterback is right now of BYU? I still, do not. still the same guy. It's, it's still Tanner Mangum. Do you know uh, when he was coming out of high school who he was co-MVP of his Elite 11 camp with? Jim McMahon. Jameis Winston. <laughs> and yes, mission trips are real, <clears throat> and that's part of it, but it's just... A... That's a real ruthless and gallant... And listen, you know, T- Tanner Mangum and BYU throwing ball have not been very good this year. On the other hand... Ryan Fitzpatrick is the new hotness. So, who would you rather be? Tanner Mangum or James Winston? I don't know. Who would you rather hear from? What school Ryan Fitzpatrick went to or what school that Tanner Mangum went to? 
I don't know. This new Ryan Fitzpatrick. The latter. The latter. This, this new Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't look like a Harvard man. Well, he he looks like a cocaine Harvard man. Let me be clear. Is Harvard a good school? Yeah. Mm, I've never heard of it. It's okay. I do. I do know that what's happening to Ryan Fitzpatrick is what happens to everybody of conscience or intelligence who moves to Tampa. They abandon all hope. Embrace hedonism. Become very fatalistic about life. Like I really hope that there's at least a hurricane scare in Tampa while Ryan Fitzpatrick is there. Not that it hits, but that there's a scare. So someone can ask him his newfound policies and opinions on hurricanes because he'll be like, whatever, man. God wants to give you a haircut. You just got to sit in the chair. The sign says no shoes and no shirt, and that's why my dick's out. <laughs> We're 2-0, and, oh, and now I'm the guy who smuggles vibranium. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I'm claw. Yeah, now now I'm a Belgian DJ. I love it. He's completely he's just That's a great poster name too. Yeah. DJ Belgium. <laughs> uh you can go back to pronouncing it mangum if that intended. Tanner Mangum. Manner Tanner. I got ten thousand dollars to get the C B D oil ad on tattooed on my neck. I think Hey Lizzie, you know my policy on this. It's not a real tattoo. It's not real commitment if you're not willing to put it on your neck. Damn. Shots fired at Spencer. <laughs> folks for the next charity head. drive if we hit hit a quarter million jim harbaugh's face is going on spencer's throat his actual like face. sean we'll stevenson's just... abe lincoln throat <laughs> i it is bizarre that we got this far without talking about wisconsin because change the subject before we all ask why you grew a beard i get it you can't even it's under there um you can't even like like that happened and no one really blinked because I think the general take is that if you lose a one score game to Wisconsin, right. Or if you, you beat Wisconsin by one yeah. score, that doesn't seem, I mean, it's not BYU has kind of a national presence. They brand, were terrible right? last year. They were terrible well, last year. And, and people, so far this year they don't. had beaten Arizona, not by not that much. And they'd lost to Cal. Like, uh, I'm not saying BYU's bad, but it's not like this was BYU three years ago where you're like, oh, better watch out. Yeah, but if I told you Wisconsin was in, within striking distance of losing to anyone respectable on their schedule, <laughs> it doesn't seem weird because, you know, I don't expect this Wisconsin team to really, like, drop the hammer. You but know? We, had, mainly- we had little evidence that BYU is even respectable, though. True, true. The real story here for me is BYU. It's not Wisconsin losing is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Like the idea of Wisconsin losing in a close game, not totally far. The off, idea of you BYU know? having a uh, outstanding running back named Squally Canada. Who has a mixtape, by right. the way. That's right. Can I say one more thing about Ryan Fitzpatrick if I promise not to bring it back to the Mario universe? Yeah. Um. So I, I'm guessing most, if not all of us, have seen the photo of him at the podium today post-game. Uh, sorry, today we're recording this on Sunday. It'll, uh, it'll the, be released the, sometime in the next 12 days. Yeah, the, the aviators and the shirtless with mini chains under the jacket. And friend of the pod, Janie Campbell, points out that I, I can't unsee this now. One of the medallions hanging from Ryan Fitzpatrick's chain appears to be in the shape of a golden manatee. The one he killed for sport. The one he killed for sport. <laughs> That's amazing. Harvard is a good school. I take everything Tampa back. bachelor parties, man. They're weird. Who's that? Uh, you know, that's uh, I do that memory of my mom. Wow, is there, she was like like a big conservationist or something? Well, like, see, I pushed her off a boat into a propeller. Yeah. What's even better is that's all Deshaun Jackson's stuff. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Deshaun Jackson loves manatees. Sure, those four words make sense. I mean, I I would believe it if you told me. I I would like I would completely believe that. It's harder for me to believe that like. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going, I need some manatee themed bling. And somebody is like, yo, I got you. I'll, I got you. I'll set this up. Um, the thing in Tampa too. I thought they were just like an Atlantic side thing. No, no, they're, they're a thing in, in, in the, the Springs. They come to the, they come to the Springs when it gets cold. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can feed them. You can feed them out of a, or you can water them out of a garden hose if they're in like a brackish canal. Aww. Yeah, it's it's actually very cute. You can just take a garden hose and sit there, and then after that, you gaff them and pull them up, and they're just like frying them and put them on a low heat for like, you know, three days. That said, Ryan Fitzpatrick's Jean Ralphio turn, not as surprising as Kansas scoring. 55 points are you fucking do you know how long it took them in big 12 games to score 55 points total last year they had to get to their fifth conference game before they had a total of 55 points in big 12 play and they did all of that against Rutgers in one day what is going on i think what's going on is that as as bad as as bad as we say as bad as you feel when you say the word Rutgers, as bad as that guess is by sentiment and by gut, it's worse, which is shocking. There's really very few things in life where you go, man, I have the worst expectations for this. And it turns out to be worse, right? Because you tend to remember those things and they later become like your own private kind of like Shackleton's voyage across the Arctic Ocean. That's where, that's where Rutgers is right now, because they just lost by 41 to Kansas. Rutgers is the onomatopoeia for coughing and pooping at the same time. <laughs> Rutgers! <laughs> Rutgers, is, uh, Rutgers is heavy food poisoning on a hot bus. That's where they're at. It's really... Why did I think a bus tour of Cambodia made sense? I went to Rutgers! I like that you went all the way for Cambodia when, like, <clears throat> New Jersey is right there. Yeah, if you want to be queasy, if you want to be queasy real in a bus, buddy, do that right around the corner. <laughs> you can save a you can save a flight. Yeah, little place, little place I know called work. Can I give you one more stat from that game besides besides the score? Kansas had four hundred yards yeah. rushing. Yeah. Oh, to go back to that game we were playing, um, that's 72 more than USC has all season. Whoops. I don't hate it when Jason's audio gets screwy because it sounds like a trap remix of the crickets. What? This is a weird weekend. Arizona State lost a game on a targeting call that, that was not committed by them. How do you even? How do you even process this? How do you say it's a San Diego's, All right, there's a new rule. Oh Jesus! Oh, this is gonna be all right. Oh boy. Well, what is it? Uh, false start? Yeah, we got that. I know all about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that sucks for you. Uh, Oklahoma's defense is just so assy. So assy. It's it's unbearable to watch. Bill has them at 55th. Bill's S&P rankings, rather, have their defense at 55th in the nation. And they are just going to waste a perfectly good offense and lose some game that they should win because uh, Mike Stoops is a is a fail son who won't leave. I, I like that um, giving up all of 27 points is what inspired this because we're talking about Iowa State, and that very well might be the most points they score all year. They, yeah, they, they just, yeah. I mean, well, you saw what Iowa did to them. I, uh, first of all, uh, Iowa I is did, the reason. Yes. Iowa, <laughs> Iowa is the reason why your prediction about uh, Big Ten fans is wrong because we are. Mm, I haven't looked at Iowa's schedule, but we're probably a week or two away from the Iowa mass, and I use that in an intentional singular. Rising. Why isn't Iowa in the top ten? It's, we're going to get some real stupid ones because there are still some teams that are undefeated and probably will be undefeated in a week or two who are going to get to that extremely deceptive 5-0 and and then start the long, glorious slide back into, like, regression to the mean, right? And we talk about October. It's like, oh, that's when conference. That's when the game's good. This is really why I like October. <laughs> regression to the yeah, mean. Yeah, I mean, BC's next, BC's next two games are at Purdue and versus Temple. Temple, as it turns out, is a feisty team. Sorry, Maryland. Temple with the transitive wins over the entire 2006 Rose Bowl, by the way. Duke is still Duke is still three and zero despite having some sort of like wasting disorder going on in their team. Uh, but they do have Virginia Tech in their next two, so they probably won't hold up. Iowa has Wisconsin next, so that's settled. Mizzou, Mizzou, 
Undefeated. Yeah, Missouri. they got Georgia. They got Georgia next, so that's settled. Yeah. They got <laughs> they got Georgia. Now here's now here's the interesting here's an interesting one for you. Indiana yeah. Indiana hosts hosts Michigan State and then goes to Rutgers. So if they win both of those games, they'll be five and zero heading into that's right the road game against Ohio State. Such high Gotta hopes. Get game day in oh, here boy. for that one. Look look at you, Indiana. <laughs> finally got game day. Going to Bloomington, just such a great atmosphere. Everyone's going, turn around. <laughs> turn around. Don't watch. It's hideous. Let's do something. The Pac-12 South Let's is do- not going to cause you any of these problems, though, because God damn. Oh, no, sir. God damn. Thank you, Such a reliable. Such a- Colorado is the only undefeated team in the South right now. We've only played three games, y'all, and most of you have not played each other. What the shit? Wait. Does that open up the possibility that we could finally get back, like, we could finally get to Folsom Field for a game day? Meaning, meaning, it's time to give David Pollock some edibles and make it legal. How much bigger could his eyes get? <laughs> you guys ever thought about mountains? <laughs> Here, just get down on this turf. Lays on the turf, kind of rubs out like a cat. Oh. So Cable box, show me what love is. <laughs> Who's not going to handle it well? You know, you'd think it'd be Kurt, but weirdly, De- Dez is the one who has a hard problem with it. It's just not working. No, for it's him. Kurt. It's, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, there'll be a they won't stop using that picture of me. I look so red. <laughs> um, the Big Ten's weekend. I mean, we really shouldn't talk about it. It's just, I mean, teams have these kind of weekends. But, but, um, the polite oh. Midwestern thing to do would be to ignore their trauma. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, it's right here in front of me. Well, I guess while it's right here in front of me, I might as well look or read through it, right? Um, cause, uh, yeah, you know, Ohio State won. Wisconsin lost at home to unranked BYU. Penn State, I you beat Penn State, right? Michigan, oh, congratulations, Michigan. The self-esteem special from last week. You took a little while to, to take hold of it, but once you did, you got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 45-20, feeling real good about yourself, right? Mm. And, and I can mention Minnesota perfectly, a workmanlike performance, 26-3. They beat Miami. Over Miami. They, yeah. The other one. The one that probably smells Designer imposter. Spring. Designer imposter. The cradle of coaches. I mean, there's a lot of designer imposter in Miami. So, that is my favorite thing about Miami, Ohio. They're like, cradle of coaches, not players. Not players. Coaches, though. Lots of coaches. Uh, here's the rest of the Big Ten's weekend. Rutgers, we've discussed that. Indiana, maybe beat Ball State. Yeah. Maryland, classic Big Ten power Maryland. You lost by three scores to Temple. Uh, Illinois. Okay, this is the one I feel bad about. Actually. This, yeah, this this is deceptive. Yeah, because have you seen Lovey's beard this year? The beard came out. In Illinois is actually playing okay. It is magisterial. Yeah, it's a gorgeous beard, and and if you hear it uh, with that beautiful kind of muscle shoalsy kind of accent that Lovey has, you're like, oh my god, that's what Jesus sounds like. Mm-hmm. It's like an angel. It loses to South Florida by six points. I think I think I think that one was deceptive because in in yardage it was USF six twenty six Illinois three eighty. Like the, the, there was just weird stuff going on here. They don't don't worry. They yeah. got their asses kicked. Mm, Nebraska, yeah, Nebraska lost at home again. Oof. Tough tough way for Scott Frost day to go down. <laughs> Every day should be Scott Frost. Every day should be Scott Frost day. Scott Frost day. <laughs> Um, yeah, they lost. Uh, they lost a, a hard one to to Troy. Neil Brown has. This is two follicular discussions for me in a row. But Neil Brown has beautiful hair, and it doesn't talk about enough. It is, my God. It's like a bear's. It's like a bear's rug. Like it's just yeah. I would go so far as to call them Raven tresses. Ooh, like we talking like Bob Diaco grade. Oh no, Bob Diaco looks kind of Bob's looks kind of wiry. Yeah, I can't really think of anybody in the current coaching game that I'd compare it. To. Neil Brown's hair looks like um, upstart junior congressman who you like before inevitable scandal comes out. You're like that Neil. That yeah. Neil Brown. Yeah. He's really he really speaks to me. He did what? Oh no. 
He was paying his mistress with campaign-funded stamps? Like, his sheets of stamps. He was violating the franking privilege. He also maybe feels spun out of another era, like door-to-door grill cream man on the cover. Mm, sure. Sure. Why? Well, I, I, uh, sm- I smelled that pie on your windowsill, and I just had to. <laughs> no, exactly. There. Yes, that's Got Frost in an apron. Well, go ahead. Just take one. Oh, he took the whole thing. Margie took the whole thing. Frost moves a little slower around these parts. Never trust a high woman. Um, and Purdue, Purdue lost to Missouri in heartbreaking. Purdue is <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Purdue, Purdue, Purdue is zero and three by how many points? Eight, eight total points. So we had we had Purdue Mizzou on mute while we were watching. How were we watching at that point? Is it still TCU Ohio State? Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, we would look over at Purdue Mizzou muted on the laptop, and everyone on the screen would just be gesticulating wildly, no matter which <laughs> team they were covering. It, um, it was. Purdue is so close to having good things happen and I know I know what Brom's solution to the problem is going to be next year more points that's it they're like well we gave up 40 need to score 42 gotta score 44 Uh, and then um, yeah yeah this is my favorite one are you ready to dive into this we didn't talk about this one no 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 we need to we we didn't talk about this yesterday at all I Anybody talking about it, which is, I guess, oh, sense. oh no, I saw Roger Sherman talking about it a lot. Well, that explains why I didn't see it, but I was like, why is the media so silent on this? Oh, it's close to my heart because, as a graduate of the Medill School of Journalism, I obviously I'm very invested in Northwestern. Yeah, Northwestern's future as a football program and their overall performance. It's it's close to me. Though objectivity is my first mistress, I do from time to time still see a love named Old Northwestern Football. And Old Northwestern Football, oh, suffered quite a loss yesterday to the hands of... My God, that's Terry Bowden's music. The soft yet leathery hands. What, what is Terry Bowden's music? It's the first part of Janet Jackson's "If" that sounds like a circus carillon, just repeated over and over again. Interesting. I was going to go with "Escapade," but we were we were both <laughs> in the same area, so maybe the Sonic the Hedgehog level music that's like <laughs> you know, you know. Um, I... Green Mountain Zone. He's kind of a robotic looking guy. I can tell you it's, that this, sir. It's it, my father was Mr. Eggman. <laughs> <laughs> this loss had to goad any Northwestern fan who cared because it's the ultimate triumph of dumbass luck and catastrophic mistakes undermining your otherwise honor student like like performance. You just hear them jumping up and down in the bleachers, screaming about how they were the only ones who'd done the reading. But we yeah. did the no, reading. No, no. The worst part was that it prompted more reading. Akron won this game, and then everybody was like, to Lexus Nexus. Yeah, this was the most newspapers.com results of the uh, year so far. Everyone's going back and reading shit from the 1890s. The Big Ten didn't exist. Yeah. Akron the price didn't of exist. The price of milk the last time Akron did this. Milk didn't milk exist. didn't exist. Everyone drank lead. How many... How many first downs did Northwestern have? They did the reading and had 29, while Akron only had 15. Over the total yardage, Northwestern outgained them by 130 points, just like my SATs. Also, this uh, this upset came days after Pat Fitzgerald said, "What?" Does anyone recall? Ra- railed, railed against railed against RPOs being communism. That RPOs were were, were communism. Oh, well, guess what? Guess what? Just put on the trees by Rush. Because guess guess how many penalties you had? I followed the rules and only had three of them, and Akron had 15 for 140. I lost my Hamilton tickets on the L. Can we just just end it there, actually? (laughs) No, there's more to discuss. (laughs) There's more. Because guess how many turnovers 
Northwestern heads. God, I thought you were going to tell them about how I discovered Rush was not a band of ladies. Holly did think Rush was a band of ladies. How was I supposed to unlearn that? You know, it's very true, though, because I was like, oh, she's a woman. Why would she have ever listened to Rush? <laughs> Why, uh, the answer, to have a terrible boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a 22-minute song about a learns to love. Just let it grow on you. Put on the black light. It'll help. I'm going to be over here playing Half-Life 2. Yeah. How did I steer? This sounds I don't know. Bad. Yeah, like this should have happened, Sounds like right? my type. I don't yeah. know. Um, and this yeah. is where we find out Holly briefly dated Getty Lee and doesn't know it. Yeah. Shit. Northwestern head. No, it's actually I found out there was a picture of them in the Paramount cafeteria and of course I called Spencer for help who treated my lack of knowledge with care and said he laughed so hard he coughed up a lung. I did. Uh, it's, it's, it was almost as funny as Northwestern blowing a 21-3 lead and having three turnovers. That's, that's, the, that's the thing, right? What did I do wrong? Yeah, you had three turnovers. Also, you bought Adderall off an undercover cop in the library. That's what, that's what got you kicked out. But I did it. Actually, he wasn't undercover. Uh, I thought it would be. I'm, I thought that was the only way to buy safe Adderall. <laughs> Cops are our friends. You know who's not your friend? Akron, because they beat you by five points in a game they had no business winning. And that's the most we'll discussed Northwestern on this podcast ever. What? Was, you, you don't want to add that non prescription Adderall is just dispensed in Akron. Yeah, yeah, Akron can get you drugs, Northwestern. You you skipped the best step. You skipped the best stat, in my opinion, which is the penalty comparison. 15. No, I mentioned oh, it. Oh, did? They had okay. Yeah, and Ak- Akron had 15 for like 140 yards. Yeah. 15 for 140 yards. All undone by three turnovers, and Northwestern bitten the bit on a 21-3 But here's the important thing. Even though Northwestern is 1-2 with this loss and a loss to Duke, they're still undefeated in conference, and therefore the dream is alive. The Big Ten Championship still lays ahead for you. Who do you play next? It's Michigan? Yes. Let's do that dumb shit. I can still go back to law school. Yeah, that's actually true. You can. I'll write you a letter of rec, Northwestern. Uh, I'm very proud. No, this is Northwestern. They're getting MFAs. Can I tell you just like another few sort of random notes? Um, Please don't. Yeah, there's no reason to talk about Alabama. We don't really need to. But the the other game that I watched that was absolutely baffling, you should really go watch Utah. No, no, why? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the goddamn it Spencer game. Okay, this is, this is the game of the week. <laughs> fuck everybody. F- fuck them if they if they disagree. Oh my god, Utah is so bad on offense. Okay, because you know Florida State, you just kind of go, oh man, these guys don't know what they're doing. With Utah, I'm like, no, they're on some avant garde shit. I'm just I'm just not smart enough to figure out the majesty that they're trying to impart here. Utah is like, even if you're not rooting for them you feel a sense of relief when the punter comes out because the punter is very competent. They got that Australia pipeline. They've had the best, you know, well, they've had one of the two best punters in the country for like five years in a row. And uh, yeah, when the latest dude comes out, it's like, oh, thank God it's over. (laughs) All that they were doing, if you didn't, because I like, I honestly, they are the offense that comes closest to performance art for me. Right. They have a receiver. Uh, Britton Covey. Britton Covey. Okay. Britton Covey is, first of all, 41. Also, four uh, foot one. Look, four foot one, 41, 41 year old pounds. man. Yeah. He's built like, um, he's built like a man who lived on boxcars in, in, in the 30s, right? Like, done. you get the feeling that play calls that really speak to his soul would be like, would be like, boss bull coming down. <laughs> Night stick on three. If you put this symbol on the side of this play, it means that there's a sympathetic woman who lives here. He looks like uh, the type of receiver that Bill Belichick would look at and think, well, I'd like the general look at him, but he could really stand to pack on about 30 pounds or so. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, man, his first name is just like Britain, not like B R I T T, like like Great Britain. Yeah, he's he, he's he's not great as in big. That's why he's just little, he's little, little, little Britain, lesser Britain. little Britain, little Britain. Yeah, well, he's <laughs> Wales. He's <laughs> Wales. Our new Netflix show, Big Old Britain. Yeah. So if Big Old Britain uh, and his brother Little Britain, if if Britain Covey did anything in a past life, he is paying for it by having Tyler Huntley at quarterback throwing because all Tyler Huntley has done to Britain Covey is. He did not throw a single pass that was not in front of one of Washington's safeties. What can you say about the Washington defense after watching them for just five minutes? Their secondary is lethal, and they are trained to hammer people into submission. What uh, did Tyler Huntley think? I'm going to throw you into the tree. You know in backyard football when you go, hey, why don't you run a post toward that tree, and you throw it right at the tree and somebody runs into it? That's Utah's passing off. No, jur- no jury will convict, bro. You know in, like, British hunting – yeah, like British country hunting culture, what group, what nests of quail are called, right? Cubbies. Yep. Whoa. We got. We got. This, this is this is here. right sporting. Chaps. <laughs> this is so. Wait, Holly, are you suggesting that Utah's leading receiver in this game is not a person, but is actually just an assembly of quail stuffed into football pads? What could be more Utah? He's a hot dish. Oh my god. <laughs>